0: And welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we reflect on our year visiting all 59 U.S. national parks.
1: Whether you are planning to visit your very first park or you bleed gray and green, we're here to share our insights on exploring, understanding, and loving America's best idea.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Today we're sharing our top 10 animal encounters in the national parks. We'll also see if Cole is all brushed up on the parks in the news.
1: So, man, it felt good to get out last weekend.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things, it's like, it's so nice in February, but you want, and mostly we love it, but it's like in the back of your head, you're like, climate change. (laughs) 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 No, but it was, it's been lovely, it's been lovely weather, and here in St. Louis, and we uh, got out last weekend um, to a park we'd never been to, so it's called Shawnee National Forest, in um, south southwestern Illinois.
1: That's right. Very yeah.
0: Very tip of Illinois.
1: There's a lot of stuff going on down there, and I don't think people realize it because uh, totally. It, first of all, Shawnee National Forest is a huge area of Illinois.
0: It's the largest uh, publicly owned section of land in Illinois.
1: But if you it's like,
0: five hundred acres, five hundred thousand acres.
1: Yeah, but you don't ha- really have a reason to go through it because if you're going like from St. Louis to Louisville, where my family lives, you just go straight along 64, so you're w- way north of it. But if you're going St. Louis to Memphis or wherever down south, you go down, I don't know, 55? Yeah, and so you west the, of it.
0: It's in a pocket. It's in a pocket of no roads. Um, so it does take a little bit of time to get out there. It was maybe a little less than three hours from St. Louis to the fur, like to the far section, and then the close section uh, is only about two hours. Not but too bad.
1: It was so nostalgic, just jumping back in the car again. There
0: were so many times when we got mad deja vu, <laughs> like when we got we got to um, the little cabin that we were staying at, and we were checking getting on Wi-Fi, and I had this panicky feeling like we got to blog, we got to upload our pictures, we got to do our video, we got to like do our homework. Which is what always happened when we were on our trip and we got a little bit of Wi-Fi or we got to a hotel or we got to somewhere where we were staying and we had the availability for it. We were like buckled in for the for the work part of the trip and we didn't have to do any of that this time. Yeah, we
1: actually got to watch movies just in our cabin late at night had uh, movie night uh, after hiking all day. We
0: made switchback chili.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, Which is the best. You said uh, you said mad deja vu, and I thought you meant like deja vu of all the times you got mad at me, just flooding back because <laughs> you were locked in a car with me again. Um, no, but you meant did, guys, crazy deja vu.
0: Yes, exactly. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting deja vu of all the times, and you don't understand me.
1: Yeah, I could see that. You
0: just don't get it.
1: We had. Ice cream carton again. Yep. Our favorite dessert. <laughs> it's it's a menu item. Ice cream carton.
0: Ice cream carton.
1: Uh, then we had what else? Oh, just just I don't know. The shopping at Walmart um, and piling into our car and then making our cheesy uh, cheese and car. crackers in the car and filling up our water, forgetting
0: to bring water to the park yeah. to the trail. <laughs> That was one thing that happened for sure. But it was raining and we weren't even cold. I mean, we weren't even hot or thirsty or cold. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, it was wonderful. If you ever get a chance to go, highly recommend it. We hit up uh, Jackson Falls, which was gorgeous. Gorgeous waterfall hike. We went to, um, then the, the next day we went to Giant City State park. state park which is not in the not it's technically a state park it's pretty much within the national park i mean the national forest and then we went to uh panoma P- pomona panoma natural bridge which yeah, is a tiny me. tiny little trail and then we went to the coolest part which is the little grand canyon which was awesome really yeah. like a three mile loop trail that takes you down you kind of like um traverse this uh this sort of
1: draw they, they, they called, called it, it a draw yeah a
0: draw into the canyon um don't go in thinking like it's going to be just like the grand canyon
1: surprise <laughs> we're in the midwest
0: yeah so d- as long as you don't have that in your head it's gonna be re- it was really cool it was like a green they should call it the green grand canyon i think they should rebrand themselves <laughs> in order to or have more success.
1: Not, uh, Try to draw any comparison to the Grand Canyon. Because there's a little Grand Canyon in Missouri, too. And
0: it's also not very cool, I've heard. I, I don't know. This one was... This was really pretty. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah, actually, Highly all three it. of those areas, uh, Jackson Falls, Giant City State Park, and the little Grand Canyon were beautiful and they're fun to climb around it's not just like you go and you get to look at one thing but you can actually climb around and explore so that was right up our alley
0: yeah very fun and we're gonna go back sometime i hope and do some of the rim rock area
1: yeah on the far um, east of the forest far
0: East side yeah so yeah stay tuned for that we're gonna be writing a post about it too so you can get all the details on the blog
1: that's right so
0: shall we start um kick things off today cole with a little quiz
1: Sure, your favorite part, I know.
0: Okay, don't look at the screen. Okay. So, I read an article um, that was, and I'll link it in the show notes, but it was it was called The Best Winter National Parks by Activity. Okay? So, okay. here's how it's going to work. And so, they did, like, the best park for skiing. Okay? Okay. So, here's what I'm going to do, because if I just gave you the activity by itself, it would be re- almost impossible. So... What I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the activity and then I'm going to give you a quote from like the reason why it's the best.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Good. And it'll help you. I think you'll do pretty well.
1: Okay. Okay, don't Bring look it. at
0: don't still don't look at the screen. Okay. So the best winter park for skiing is first. And the quote is, there aren't that many places that you can ski within sight of the ocean.
1: Is this cross country skiing, I imagine?
0: No, I think it's downhill skiing.
1: Okay. Downhill skiing. It
0: might be cross-country skiing. But think don't think just cross-country skiing.
1: Well, I mean, Acadia gets snowy and that's all around the ocean uh there's also the pacific northwest parks okay we got
0: like five of these okay
1: fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna guess acadia
0: wrong it's (laughs) it's your favorite national park cole it's olympic olympic at hurricane ridge there's some good skiing apparently okay i don't believe it next one next activity is uh best winter national park for photography and here's the quote something particular there's something particularly otherworldly about them when they're covered in snow.
1: Oh, Otherworldly. Okay, so them and, oh, uh, Bryce Canyon, hoodoos.
0: Yep, you got it. Good job. Yeah. And this is one. Of, this is on my bucket list. I'd love to see Bryce when it's covered in snow. Yeah. That would be awesome. Stop looking at the screen. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Best national park for snowshoeing. Okay, here's the quote. In the winter, when it's closed to cars... Um, this was part of a sentence, so it's not totally makes sense. But, in the winter when it's closed to cars, soaking in views of the lakes and beyond.
1: Okay, lakes multiple. I was thinking crater lake, but that can't be it. And beyond. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see then. I'm going to say uh, lakes Acadia again.
0: Nope. Dang it. Sorry, Sorry, Cole. I didn't think this was going to be that hard. The glacier.
1: Uh So the road they're referring
0: to is the going to the sun road, which is famously closed and it's open for snowshoeing and then it's open for biking. I thought that would give it away. Guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Not when you're this stupid. (laughs) Here's Here's one I think you would like. The best winter national park for paddling. And it says most of it is only, or much of it is only accessible by water.
1: Well, Everglades is really good in the winter because no mosquitoes, fewer um, dry season, so more concentrated wildlife. I don't think that's where this is going. Uh, so, more wintry park would maybe be oh. Uh, for paddling, gosh. Glacier Bay.
0: Everglades, you dumb <laughs> Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you said it within two seconds and you agonized over it. Okay. <laughs> yes, be- best national parks in the winter would be Everglades. Yes, go to Everglades. Okay, the last one. Best winter national parks for the crowd averse. And the quote is, it's one of the most stunning parks, but come June, it's also one of the most crowded.
1: Yellowstone. Definitely Yellowstone. That's <laughs> that fits Yellowstone <laughs> to a T. It
0: does. I agree, but it, they're actually talking about Yosemite since the valley no. since the valley is opened year round, and uh, it's obviously less crowded in the in the winter. Although I would argue that it's not if you're if you're if you're totally crowd averse Yosemite's not ever going to be totally your cup of tea
1: all right now that we're done with <laughs> the coal humiliation section what's next it
0: really was not supposed to be because i set i felt like i set you up like in volume like i set you up and you just spiked it out of bounds <laughs> okay okay all right so shall we, do that. Shall we do that. move on to our actual topic of today this is a really fun one guys and we took it took us a long time to narrow it down to just 10 10 uh, things to talk about.
1: Yeah, so we are talking about our top 10 animal encounters, animal sightings. There were animals all over the parks. We you know, it's not it's something you definitely think of when you think national parks, but honestly for me, I just more the first thing that's on my mind is the grand landscapes and everything so the the wildlife we encounter is always a bonus in my mind at least
0: yeah definitely and i i think um you know if you i think it's more fun that way too like if you if you go to a national park thinking that you're going to see bears and then you don't see any bears like that's disappointing but if you just go in like without huge expectations you're probably going to be pleasantly surprised.
1: Very true. Yeah. So our criteria for a memorable experience, wildlife encounter, uh, w- number one, not many people around. So... Yeah,
0: nothing kills a, a buzz like a million cameras pointed at one far away deer. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we like to see, we liked especially to see wildlife when... You know, there weren't a ton of cameras pointed at it. Um, with the exception, we said, of Brooks Camp, which we'll talk about in a second. But that's a place where we wanted people around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, for, number for two. Numbers. Number two is merely observing, of course, not interfering or effect- affecting behavior. The one thing rangers will always tell you is if the animal changes their behavior in any way, you are too close. And, of course, they also have guidelines that you should be, you know, 100 yards away from a bear in the national parks. I think it's or 300 yards. 300 yards.
0: Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. Air on the side of too far away. <laughs> um, but what I, yeah, and what we were kind of talking about here is just, like, it's no fun to, to pull up and see a bear, like, running away from all the people and, like, getting scared which happens sometimes even if the people aren't too close like we we really liked just we're really just sitting back and observing observing the animal the animal maybe knows we're there but doesn't really care (laughs) those are the really cool encounters in my in my opinion okay so the last part the last piece of criteria is that it has to be something unique so we um and you'll see this with our 10 with our 10 top 10 animal encounters we saw some unique things going on um really things that we just feel like you don't you definitely don't see every day even people in the national parks don't see them every day um we know that <laughs> we would laugh every time someone would freak out over a deer over seeing a deer just because we're in Missouri and we're see them all the time they're all over the place and do you remember when we were in sequoia oh yeah yeah and we we uh we were waiting behind these two cars that were stopped ready to pull onto the road and we're like waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and finally they like they get out of their car and they like have their big cameras and they're like creeping up to the side and we're like oh let's get our like we got our camera and we followed them like creeping along and it was yeah. a deer <laughs>
1: it was too dear. two deer thank you very much yeah and
0: they were blocking traffic and uh so excited which bless their hearts i mean it is kind of cool it's cooler to see deer in the national parks than anywhere else but still people in rocky mountain really love the squirrels
1: oh yeah (laughs) that was a
0: big thing um yeah so it's just it's kind of funny to see that but we like something a little more unique you know animals you do not see every day
1: so speaking of that we have divided our list into uh, class what what is the what,
0: species no sp- no not no, species, not species. <laughs>
1: basically mammals birds and the then fish reptiles and amphibians as the third category although
0: we would like to mention that there's one in every in all of those categories right which is kind of cool we're just going to group them and talk first about where we thought we would start first with the fish reptiles and amphibians category okay Okay. Great. Yeah, because these 10 are not in any specific order. There were um, just really 10 awesome experiences that we had last year. So let's start with um, this would be, I had to ask Cole to double check what a sea turtle was. Uh, (laughs) But this would fall under the fish and reptile category, right?
1: You got it, babe. And
0: and this um, happened in Virgin Islands National Park And the experience was snorkeling in Trunk Bay.
1: Yeah, so that was the very first time we saw a sea turtle. And they have gorgeous snorkeling there. And we had heard there might be some sea turtles around. Mm -hmm. It's not too uncommon that you see them there. And it was... So true, like, they were, but it was really exciting because you would just be swimming around, snorkeling, looking at the coral and the fish, and then all of a sudden, you'd see this thing gliding in the distance, Mm -hmm. and it was just a really, like, peaceful, tranquil sea turtle just gliding through the ocean, and uh, I think they were called um, hawksbill? Yeah. Or no, no,
0: that's a bird.
1: Well, it was with an H. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that sounds that, right.
1: That type of uh, the type of sea turtle with an H. You guys know what I mean.
0: Yeah, sure they do.
1: So, <laughs> so it basically, uh, you could just um, and they were great because they didn't get spooked. They were just like going around uh, minding their own business, and you could float, you know, five feet above them or whatever and it was
0: really cool i screamed into my snorkel and then i choked on the water (laughs) i i'm i like snorkeling for a little bit of time for a little bit at a time Um, but this was really really cool snorkeling the water there is of course it's perfect it's it's the most gorgeous water i've ever seen Um, specifically we went to trunk bay first and that was where they have the underwater trail which is really unique in the national parks they they um they actually have signs like exhibits at the bottom of the ocean in this shallow not too deep of a section uh, where you can snorkel along and read the different signs and that, that, so that was really cool um and then the other place we saw at sea turtles was in moro bay
1: maho bay the next day not moro yeah. moro rock <laughs> is a place
0: in sequoia um maho bay that was another r- awesome place for sea
1: turtles. And we saw like six that time. Mm-hmm. They were all feeding on the turtle grass, go figure. And
0: Yeah, you could see them if you sat on the beach. You could just see these, and you looked in that area, <laughs> you could see the little their little noses come up and, and get air.
1: Yeah, because they got a surface.
0: Because they're not fish. <laughs> and I know this now.
1: <laughs> Very good, babe. <laughs> um, but it, also there at Morro Bay, we saw some stingrays.
0: Yes, that was which were super cool. Manta rays.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess they were manta rays. Well, I I saw a spotted an eagle spotted ray. Oh, that's true. I saw that too. You showed that to me. And then there were the bigger. You you also saw a uh, squid. Yeah, those were. I think those were little smaller guys.
0: Smaller squids. yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, long story short, snorkeling in Virgin Islands, amazing. Do it. It'll be one of the best animal encounters you have in the national parks.
1: Yeah, for sure. Very and cool. best and snorkeling very I've done.
0: Very different. None of the rest of these things um, are anything like that. So.
1: Yeah. Number two gets to our amphibian of the list. Yeah. And that is salamanders in Yosemite. I'm sure everybody goes to Yosemite for the salamanders. <laughs> um, Clearly. But that was, it was a really just fun story because it was we were doing a backpacking trip in Hetch, Hetch, Hetchy. Hetchy, and we got up real early because we wanted to get back to Yosemite Valley to go to church. It was for Easter, Easter was morning, Easter morning. Uh, in the little Yosemite Chapel, which was very cute. Um, perfect timing to go, and since we got up so early, we saw long as we started walking along the trail we saw a salamander, and it was super easy to notice because it was bright orange. And he was just, me- like, moseying across the trail, and then we saw another one, like, in our next 20 feet. And another one. So we started we were counting. We are like,
0: this is a lot of yellow, or a lot of orange salamanders. Let's start counting them. And how, and... It- Eventually, it became sort of like this is too many to count, but we kept counting, and how many did we get to? Two hundred and fifty-five.
1: Two
0: hundred and fifty-five orange salamanders on like a a one mile, one and a half mile stretch of trail.
1: Yeah, it was insane,
0: (laughs) guys. Um, so they were basically they were going like from one side of that they were all going from. The left side of the trail, which was the reservoir side of the trail, over to the right side of the trail, which was like
1: the up up slope side. Ba-
0: back to their home, basically, back to like their cold, dark
1: <laughs> homes.
0: Yeah. Because it? it was the sun was coming up um,
1: after a long night of partying. They needed to get back. <laughs>
0: Retreating. Um,
1: yeah, the great salamander migration. Oh
0: my gosh, it was so insane. And this is the kind of experience like that we're talking about. It's not, you know, it's not a the the black bear that, that you see in Yosemite and every and then million cars pull over. This is like just so different and so cool. And I it, it put a smile on our face all day.
1: <laughs> Nobody else on the trail, just us and the salamanders. Yeah, exactly. A magical encounter. Totally. So, okay, birds?
0: Yeah, let's move on to birds. We have two in the bird category. So, um the first one we're going to talk about happened first and this was in hawaii this was at haleakala national park and this was
1: the nene
0: the nene not the whip no
1: (laughs) just the nene
0: yeah so we saw the, the the and we got to the park and we kind of had heard about the nene as these endangered uh geese geese yeah
1: basically glorified geese
0: glorified definitely glorified in missouri
1: we're used to just seeing geese everywhere you know they're kind of pesky sometimes but
0: these were endangered geese right and they were very cute
1: so even though they looked basically the same right didn't they look
0: yeah very similar uh, but
1: they, talked they were them up. they were special they
0: were so talked up the whole time anyway it was really it was really cool yeah so we were backpacking in haleakala and um into the crater into the um, into Haleakala crater, crater, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, we, the I guess the first day we were hiking, we saw we were stopping for lunch and up came the nene,
1: yeah. And then my favorite sighting of them though was in camp, you know, they're not too shy about hanging around camp. Um, so when we camped in the back of the crater at the far edge, we uh, had our nene come by constant, not constantly, but uh, we were just kind of relaxing, um, dozing in the sun. And this family of two nene adults and then there are three or four kids, ducklings, geeselings, goslings, whatever, oh my gosh. <laughs> waddled <Ryan> by.
0: goslings.
1: <laughs> you wish.
0: Is that what they're called, goslings?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, d- they're definitely called Goslings. Okay, go for it. <laughs> no, Ager, but they huh? were they were just fun too. <laughs> um, they're just so fun to watch and uh, just do their own thing, kind of pick at the grass. And I will say, when I went up to go take a leak in the bushes, I walked too close. Pionwin. No, that would be gross and rude. Um, but, but I went too close, and the dad or mom definitely charged me,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: who was hissing, and I was freaked out because I didn't know how <laughs> far he was gonna or she uh, was gonna chase me. Um, you but I, 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 s- I survived. So
0: they protect their goslings. That's right.
1: <laughs> but they were really fun. Yeah, um,
0: go Nene. And
1: mm-hmm. I think they're the state bird of.
0: Hawaii. Hawaii, too. Uh, oh, cool! I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, shall we move on to uh, it, our encounter in Pinnacles National Park, which was definitely it's definitely an underrated park in um, in our opinion, and we've talked about Pinnacles as living in the shadows of of other California parks. Yeah, on so one check of our, out
1: that episode on one
0: of our podcasts. But um, we mentioned that we saw one of our, the coolest animals there, and that was the California condor. We saw six of them.
1: And they can easily be, if they're soaring way above you, confused with a turkey vulture. But they are so much cooler. So
0: much uglier.
1: (laughs) That too. They have a freaking nine foot, ten foot wingspan. They're huge. Um, The largest, you know, maybe besides the albatross. I'm not exactly sure. I think it might be actually larger than the albatross. But I
0: just keep saying things that you don't know. Cole. Yes,
1: <laughs> alternative facts day here. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, so they um, w- they were just soaring above the pinnacles, and it's a rare sight because they're so endangered, and mm-hmm. they're very rare in California. We had seen them in a, in the very far distance in the Grand Canyon because they have also just been reintroduced there. But in the pinnacles, they were so much closer, and they, uh, there were so many of them, too. And it was just super cool to see these birds never having to flap their wings once yeah. and fly for, you know, hours in the air.
0: You want to hear a joke that my dad always tells when I talk about the California condor?
1: Yes, okay. your dad has the best jokes, of okay. course.
0: So there's this, uh, this, like, trucker guy, and he's... Uh Got pulled over, and um, in his in his car he had um he had like a I'm not telling it right somehow he got arrested for eating a California condor. I'm butchering this. <laughs>
1: yeah, what? The, where did that come from?
0: <laughs> <laughs> from killing a California condor, and the policeman said, "Well, why did you kill it?" And he's like, "Well, it tastes so good, I have to eat it, or I have to eat it." And the policeman's like well, what does the California condor taste like? And the guy goes, tastes like a bald eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I messed it up a
1: little bit. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I get the point, though.
0: (laughs) You can see how it could be funny. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, very cool, California condor. Shall we move on to mammals? Yes. Okay. Okay, so this was another one. Pretty sure this is actually a good um, this is a good transition from birds to mammals because this was both. So in Kenai Fjords National Park, we went on a boat tour, which we highly recommend taking a boat out to the, one of the glaciers.
1: Yeah, what do we took? We took Kenai the, Fjords tours.
0: Yes, that was the company, and mm-hmm. the tour was the Northwestern Fjord
1: tour. Yeah. So that was
0: the furthest. It was nine hour tour. It was amazing, um, and
1: so and, worth the money. So
0: we saw so many animals, guys. We saw. So the bird we saw that was my favorite ever was the puffin. There's the best.
1: Flap, 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 flap. That's... They have to your... beat their wings so hard to get anywhere. I
0: know. You're ruining it, though, because they're so cute. Yeah. And um, we also saw... So we saw a sea otter just in the bay, like, pulling out. We also saw orcas... Multiple families of orcas, which was amazing. I'd never seen... I did not think I would ever see an orca.
1: Yeah, we ended up going... Getting into a pod of orcas. Yep. And they were, you know, adults. There were little guys. And they were just breaching all over the place, flipping their tails uh it, flipping their fins out of the water yep so cool
0: very very cool yeah
1: our uh video has some our video on our podcast which or our blog switchbackkids.com has some pretty good shots of the um orcas in the mm-hmm. uh Kenai Fjords video
0: yeah this was in in like one day this was probably the most well uh a glacier bay that's coming up next Um, But anyway, this was one of the best wildlife days we had just as far as like bang for your buck Because we saw humpback whales. We also saw Another kind of whale. What was the other kind of whale? Fin whale whale. fin?
1: Yeah fin whale and that's rare to see That's a lot more rare. We saw fin
0: whales. We saw the puffins. We saw um Shirley we saw seals seals. Yeah, Yeah, we saw the harbor seals sitting on icebergs in front of a glacier we're like, is this Alaska or what? <laughs> <laughs> or is this real life? I don't even know. It was it was amazing. Yeah. So that was definitely one of the best days. So still in Alaska, the first national park we actually visited in Alaska. Here's our here's our next encounter. Um, was in Glacier Bay National Park.
1: Yeah, and this that,
0: might have been the best wildlife day.
1: I think, I think as far as one specific encounter, I look at this one and I say this was it and i thought we were saving this for last Let's but talk i about guess it last then okay 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 so s- stay tuned
0: leaving alaska moving all the way to our <laughs> furthest away national park which was american samoa
1: yeah and it, it's not too much of a surprise what you're gonna run into in american samoa it's the fruit bats the only place in the national park system, you can see the fruit bats.
0: Yeah, and it's the only mammal that's native to American Samoa. Um, yeah, don't be fooled by all of the dogs that are there. <laughs> They're not <laughs> the supposed to dogs. be there. The stray dogs, yeah. All the stray dogs. Um, so the, these fruit bats, their wingspan is like three feet. They're huge. Yeah. And they and the kids, if you ask them, um, oh, Pea, right?
1: Yeah, Pea,
0: Pea. Where And that means In bats. Samoan. In, Samoans. In Samoan. In Samoan. In Samoan. And they'll bring you to this bat tree during the day that you look up and it looks, it just looks dark and it's just full of bats. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: sleeping upside down Sleeping upside down. And they, I I guess, strip the trees bare wherever they nest because like the the lower branches were all kind of leafy and then Mm -hmm. the top was just covered in just bats black leaves because they they look like leaves yeah they look
0: like dark leaves but they're just bats and it's full this tree full of bats and then in the evening we would be out sitting around our house drinking drinking like straight out of coconuts and you know the huge and these (laughs) bats would just be swooping around us and it was really really cool
1: yeah twilight was definitely the best time because they're waking up they're going feeding hunting Mm -hmm. and uh, they would be swooping all over the place, and the little kids in the family we would be we w- were staying with were all helping us point them out for sure. They were running around saying "pea, pea." Yeah,
0: yeah, that was really cool. That's definitely an a unique experience. Yeah, that we saw.
1: So then, uh, I guess what is this now? This is number seven. Black bears in Shenandoah.
0: Yeah, we have to have a bear. We have to have some bears on this list, guys, because seeing bears in the national parks is really cool. And you don't see bears very many places, even in the US. So we were in Shenandoah National Park doing our little, doing the little skyline drive. And I, this was, and we had never, we had not seen any bears on our trip yet. And I looked up. We were just, I was in the passenger seat. I looked up and I screamed something to the effect of, like, stop, pull over. And so we got out of the car, and there were three bears, a mom and two cubs, up really high in the tree. Yeah. In this tree right in next to tiny, the road. In this tiny,
1: dinky little tree.
0: Yeah, I do not know how the, the whole tree didn't, like, fall over, like, in a cartoon, <laughs> just, like, bend over. <laughs> but the the bears were balancing themselves really well in this tree. And actually, at first, one of the, there was... One cub on the ground, and then eventually yeah. it crawled up into the tree, climbed up in the tree with the the rest of its family. But it was they, it was amazing. It was really cool to watch, and it was safe enough. We were far enough away where we just could stand on the road and just watch them for a while.
1: Yeah, and like we said, the it was the mom and the three cubs, I believe, two or cubs. two cubs, two cubs. Okay, and they were just moving up and down the tree. They were, I think. Um, eating nuts yeah like walnuts right something or something like they that. were
0: dropping a bunch of stuff too
1: <laughs> yeah so they were trying just... to stock up because it was um october and they were trying to fill up before hibernation um i think it
0: was november
1: oh so they In, were
0: vegi- like, very the last
1: supper october. Um, but we were the first ones to see it too, which was really cool because yeah. we got the, the initial surprise instead of, and, and then after us, everybody saw we were stopped and looking out.
0: Yeah. We didn't have that experience so, like ever, any other time. So yeah. the, we were like the first sighting and then everyone of course crowded in and then it wasn't as cool, but it was, it was really interesting just to watch them and just watch to see what they were doing and how they were getting their food.
1: So number eight, another really cool classic mammal of the National Park Service. Oh, <laughs> the wolves in Yellowstone.
0: I will never forget. We were in, we were camping in Glacier National Park of just a couple weeks before we made it, to, or just like a week before before we went to Yellowstone, and we uh, set up our camp. It was snowing, and so we crawled into the into the tent and uh we're we're about to go to sleep and heard distinct wolves that sounded close yeah (laughs) it was terrifying and i had it was awesome i had to go to bed with headphones in with like a podcast on or something (laughs) because i could not fall asleep after that anyway the wolves in yellowstone
1: this was really special because the wolf history in yellowstone is really interesting basically wolves across the US have had a really tough time with humans because humans, you know, farmers and just regular people would shoot and hunt and kill them, yeah. Kill um, wolves so they wouldn't you know kill their livestock. Um, even if they weren't really the ones killing their livestock, they were afraid they would. Um, so they're super endangered. And they were driven out of Yellowstone. And in the 90s, they were reintroduced. And there's a small population, but growing. And that small population brings lots of wolf enthusiasts. Um, Think
0: wolf-shaped earring enthusiasts. This is the caliber, people.
1: They are into their wolves. Um, And it's cool. You know, they're not at least the ones we saw not crazy people no it's Um, just a
0: hobby and they come out in the summer and they basically live in the park and they watch the wolves and they so they have a few different places throughout the park where you can watch them from the road with binoculars and with uh
1: monocular monoculars those like scope just a viewing scope a
0: big viewing scope yeah those big viewing scopes that you see um, and so we were just driving through, doing a scenic drive, and Cole saw all these people, and we're like, "Well, let's just see what they're looking at." Of course, we don't have anything that's high tech,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enough we, to see it. We had, I think, like a twenty-five-dollar binocular set, um, but we turned off the road. We went all the way down to the gravel turnaround, and it was just a ton of people with all their scopes pointed in one direction so we asked around struck
0: up a conversation and then they let us of course because they're the best they let us look in, into their um look and see what they were pointing at and it was a den it was a little wolf den and you could see the mom first just laying outside the den and then a, like 20 minutes later when we were still talking to these people we saw the pups come wake up in, and they were in the den they walked out of the den and over to the mom to nurse and it was really special
1: yeah, and this is like a mile away. I don't know how far exactly, but it was far. So far. without the scope, you couldn't see anything, but they everybody there knew just what to look at. And apparently it was really rare to have a den site that is viewable from the road like that. Uh, yeah. so that was really special for the enthusiasts and they were, you know, coming back day after day, tracking the movements, tracking which ones they'd seen. Yeah, which um,
0: pups had gotten up, which, you know, they they knew all their names or they, their numbers, I guess. They knew all their, um, which one each of these pups had been tracked and which one was which. And um, it was really just, we were like, jaws open the whole time. We're like, people actually do this. Like, this is a hobby. Um, and it was just so different to us.
1: Yeah, learned a ton about the wolves, ton about the history, and saw them for the first time because I've never, I had never seen a wolf before. No,
0: me neither. Uh, just just uh, in my nightmares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that that was super fun. Um, okay, number nine, Brooks Camp. Mentioned it at the beginning. That is the classic spot for bear viewing in Katmai National Park. Katmai. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs>
0: in all of the national parks, really. It's the classic picture you see of a grizzly bear snatching salmon out of the waterfall. And this really happens in real life, guys. And we saw it. It was amazing.
1: Yeah. and uh, It's so- called
0: Brooks Camp. It's called, well, it's called Brooks Falls, uh, where it happens. But the, the little... Uh, lodge and the campground is called brooks camp and you can if you know your travel plans like five years in advance <laughs> you can maybe get a spot in the campground <laughs> yeah
1: or just watch the reservation system like a hawk and wait like for somebody did. to cancel and get one yes yeah, so weeks very out, very
0: rare and i'm sure we'll be talking much more about that when we actually talk about katmai so first for now let's talk about the bears so
1: yeah and th- so this is a place where it's the highest concentration of brown bears, which are basically grizzly bears that live near the coast, brown bears. Highest concentration in North America. Because in this particular spot, there's a huge salmon run where the salmon are going from the ocean in you know, Alaska up the stream that they were born in to spawn. And at one specific spot... They're going up the river and they have to jump the falls, Brooks Falls, and that really slows them down. And these poor salmon. Because, just yeah. Like
0: beaten to death when they, they jump and they hit the rocks and they fall back down and they try again. And sometimes they just jump all day and never make it up.
1: And just <laughs> have to float back down the river exhausted because they can't jump or swim anymore. Yeah, it's
0: kind of sad. Um, it's and, also really cool though.
1: Yeah, they, they just get pummeled by the, the waterfall too. So
0: yeah, you have to hit it exactly right. And I don't know how they, I don't know how any of them survive, but some of them do.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you can imagine if you were a brown bear, good place to go. Lots of salmon. Lots of salmon getting stuck trying to get uh, up this falls, so they would be there, um, you know, all day sometimes. And
0: Otis yeah. was there all day. Otis was the, the old fat one, and he just parked it in one spot all day. I never We, we were never there when he wasn't there, I don't think.
1: Yeah. He just um, sat, like, yeah. sat on the, in the waterfall, basically, and w- waited for a stupid salmon to come right next to him.
0: Yeah, a lot of the bears were much more active than that. Um, the most we saw at once was six, five, yeah. five or six at once at the falls when we were there, and we went several times, and we were, I guess we camped for two nights, two nights. Right. At the campground, and we, um, so we had a lot, quite a few opportunities Throughout those days to go pop over and it's like a mile and a half hike to the to the falls from the campground but um
1: and you'll also see bears just all around camp too
0: everywhere uh,
1: because they i mean just, they're not just in the at the falls they're at the mouth of the river they're walking all through camp and it's kind of fun when you're just walking around minding your own business and then all of a sudden the ranger runs by because he's trying to
0: chase the bear out of camp camp. The, the the whole the whole area is run really really well by the rangers they have it down like the bear management system there is incredible to watch so they they because you know they do a very good job the bears are really good around humans and they've never there's never been a negative incident with a with a um
1: an attack or a anything. visitor yeah
0: and but it, it's it's a lot of it's due to this like really strict management system and they you know every visitor that visits has to walk, go through a little training video and everything and then um there are just a bunch of rangers that are just always on bear duty and they're watching all the time especially in the heavily trafficked areas where people are walking through the trails and and um, across the bridge and they'll shut down areas if there's um, a higher concentration of bears there or a bear on the trail they'll shut they'll shut down that area so sometimes it takes like hours to get from one place to another just because they will hold you there and let the bear finish taking a nap in the middle of the trail (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's it's just really a cool experience and definitely one that everybody should experience if they have a chance
1: and you can see all types of Bear cubs too, with their moms playing, really playing in the water, wrestling on the trail. Uh, they're now I, yeah. all over. Now
0: I speak really fondly of this now, but I was I was slightly terrified the whole time we were there. It was really cool, but it was also like there. I mean, we there was a bear where we were on this trail. It's only like two feet wide, and then there's just woods, and there's a bear that's just like one foot off of the trail laying in the in the bushes and you're just supposed to walk right by it and yeah. it's like terrible oh my gosh
1: yeah and we didn't know it was there until you looked over yep and you're like ah!
0: yeah and he just kept sleeping
1: <laughs> yeah they don't really pay any attention to humans they're used to them walking around and um yeah they, they're, they're there for the salmon
0: definitely Are you ready to get to our number one, which you kind of teased earlier? Definitely. So our first national park in Alaska, it was like a welcome to Alaska. (laughs) Um, Here's Glacier Bay National Park. And um, this was, like we said earlier, our number one wildlife day yeah i would say
1: and and it was really what was really cool about it is that we did it on our own it wasn't a tour we got these got a sea kayak a double sea kayak that we rented for the day and took it out on the bay and we saw tons of awesome stuff like um sea sea otters floating by us in the current yeah because they're the uh, just tide like 20 of them
0: high tide and low tide is so drastic that um when whenever it's going from high tide to low tide it's like a it's like a, a, a river current yeah it's that fast and so we would just see these sea otters floating by on their backs right next to our kayak and it was like oh my gosh i was dying of happiness
1: we saw sea lions we saw black harbor
0: uh, seals no, I think both. The, well, both.
1: Okay, both. I think I, so. What I remember is the sea lion that popped up right in front of your that, kayak. I
0: do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not harbor seals. Yeah. I thought both. Maybe B-
1: there were black bears running along the water's edge.
0: Yeah, we saw tons of bald eagles.
1: Yeah, but then we started hearing this smack.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty cloudy and and kind of bad weather, so we thought it was thunder.
1: Yeah, and we, because we'd hear it every now and then, it was very intermittent, and then we thought, well, maybe it's the glaciers calving way in the distance, because it really sounded more like a gunshot, mm-hmm. um, and we were so curious what this was, and then all of a sudden we turned this corner and saw this giant humpback whale jump out of the water,
0: Fully breach, like full breach, fully jump out of the water.
1: Fall down and bam, smack the water. Like Free
0: Willy style, <laughs> not very far away from our kayak.
1: Like yeah. We're
0: talking like a few hundred yards, maybe more. I don't know. I can't tell distances, but it was not very far. It yeah. was not very far. And it far. was
1: so cool because they... They kept doing it over and over.
0: I know because we thought it was just like we were like, oh my gosh, once in a lifetime. And then it happened like 18 more times in the next couple minutes.
1: But the thing is, you never know when it's going to happen because they don't actually know why the whales do that. They don't want to know why they breach at all. Um, but then right after that one, there was another one that was actually behind us that started doing the breaching. Yep. And then we would see the... Then, you know, every now and then they'd dive and they'd do a huge uh, fluke, um, I don't know, tail flip. Yep. Where we saw their tail uh, up in the air.
0: And that's when they're diving low, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But anyway, just over and over again, this these whales just jumping out of the water and slamming back into it. And we're in Alaska and we're in a kayak and we're all alone. There's nobody around us. Right.
1: And so all of that just made it such a magical experience. And we're we just couldn't believe it.
0: I know. We're like we are here. Like we are doing this. We're in our final leg of our trip, and like this is the grand finale for sure.
1: Yeah. Really special. I my favorite uh, wildlife encounter.
0: Definitely something we'll never forget.
1: So that brings us to the end of our list, our top 10.
0: It was so hard to narrow. It's so hard to narrow it down to just 10.
1: Yeah. So we... In fact. <laughs> in fact, we're going to cheat and also throw in some honorable mentions.
0: So we're going to go through these really quickly because we're running a little long already. Um, Remember when
1: we said, oh, this is going to be a short one.
0: I know. <laughs> just, just like always. We have too many stories to tell, guys. Okay honorable mentions just really quickly we're not even going to explain these much we're just going to say what they are so we were speaking of kayaking we're kayaking in glacier national park and we saw our first grizzly bear up on a cliff and watched him for a while
1: yeah he was just rooting for his no explaining (laughs) just kidding but it it was really cool because we knew we were safe way down in the middle of a lake
0: yep we saw island foxes in uh, Channel Islands National Park, which are uh, is, are uh, in, endemic. Is that what the word is? Endemic yeah. to that to the uh, Channel Islands, so they're only found there.
1: And they were fun because they're all over the place there. And they're just real cute, um, running around camp and around all the bluffs, and you'll see them hiking. And then they ate a hole in your underwear that you left out to dry. Remember that?
0: Yeah, that was very weird. I <laughs> forgot about that, actually. Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> Next, prairie dog towns in Badlands and Teddy Roosevelt. Huge, huge prairie dog towns. Yeah, really
0: cool to just watch them poke around, and yeah. they're they're just adorable.
1: Do their little yip yip yip
0: yip. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we saw a moose in Isle Royale, which mm-hmm. is a really cool experience to see. Um, to see any animals on that island because they the it's in the middle of Lake Superior, and they walk over from the mainland, like from Canada, when um, when the lake freezes over, and that's yeah. how they get there. And so he that's was just interesting. he
1: was feeding, so you he would dip his head under the water, and then he'd raise up his big head with his big antlers, and the water would be dripping all down. Um, so that was really cool.
0: Yeah, uh, we loved the alligators and the birds that we saw in Everglades National Park, uh, especially along the Anhinga Trail. Mm-hmm. That was a just like a, a huge. Um, what am I trying to say? The best place to see. Tons of wildlife all at once in Everglades.
1: Yeah. I liked the part where we saw gators from the trail, or from our kayak, I mean. Yeah, I didn't like that (laughs) as
0: much. I like boardwalks. Boardwalks Uh, are nice.
1: If you want to see, if you want to figure out the best places to see wildlife in Everglades, we wrote a whole post on that. So check that out on the blog.
0: Yeah, we saw, okay, wild horses in Teddy Roosevelt National Park were really cool. Um,
1: Yeah, they're all right.
0: Yeah, this was low on the <laughs> honorable mentions. I threw yeah. it on there because it's just really yeah. unique. Yeah, um, We saw, the this one is actually was really cool. In the Grand Canyon, we went to a um, ranger program when we were staying at the
1: Bright, Angel, Bright Angel, Campground. Angel Campground
0: inside the canyon. We went to a ranger program that was called scorpion hunting or scorpion searching or something. We didn't kill them or anything, but we just looked for them. And these scorpions glow in the dark.
1: Yeah, so you use a black light. Uh, and the ranger took us around, once it got dark enough, using the black light around this place where they typically are. And they would just show up bright green.
0: tons neon. of
1: Neon. Um,
0: it was crazy. Yeah,
1: and I think we saw 10 or so. Uh, yeah, just, and th- but they were so small. They were so baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still would not want to mess with them at all. Uh, but it really, yeah, really cool to see them glow.
0: So because we wanted to still talk about more animals in the national parks, we have some, some things that are still on our bucket list to see. The first one would be the bat flight program in Carlsbad Caverns. We were just there at the wrong time of the year, um, but basically you sit in this little amphitheater and the ranger gives a little talk and then 10,000 bats fly out of, of Carlsbad Caverns every night
1: for like 10 minutes to go hunt and then they do their thing all night and they go back and do it all again again the next day. So we have to see that at some point.
0: Definitely. One thing that we didn't really see was the caribou migration um, up in Alaska and that's just something that's huge and it's not really easy to see or anything, um, but it would be just really cool to see these, uh, what, half a million caribou at once migrating together in a group through... um, The Arctic Circle of Alaska, so cool cool. to
1: see in one of those bush planes we were flying in. Yep. And then, for me, a big one is seeing a mountain lion. Basically anywhere because they live everywhere. You just never see them. I've talked with tons of rangers, and they, you know, live outside basically for most of the year. Never seen a mountain lion, so it's super rare. Uh, would be super cool, though, uh, to spot one, but they don't make it easy. They're just a
0: little shy. Um, Yeah, so there's our bucket list.
1: Yeah, and the cool thing was we never felt unsafe with any of the animals, even the bears and everything. Not
0: even I felt unsafe, guys. That's saying something.
1: (laughs) But the point, you know, the trick is just to keep, Uh, pay attention, read the precautions, don't break any rules, and listen to what the rangers tell you. You'll be fine. Just respect the animals and respect their home.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think a perfect way to wrap up.
1: So thanks for checking us out today. We'll be back next week to share about some weather woes during our time on the road.
0: If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to share us with a friend, give us a rating on iTunes, or find us on social media at Switchback Kids. You can always get additional National Parks videos, posts, guides, and more at our blog at switchbackkids.com. Switchbacks Switchbacks out. out! gosh don't overthink it
1: yeah we'll have to edit out this long thinking pause. we're not i
0: think we're gonna keep it in there to show just my agony right now
1: yeah uh i, would, I have no idea um let's say uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah we are gonna have to edit this out yeah <laughs> But maybe stop groaning so it's not, <laughs> it's not going to cut out weird. Oh, my gosh. You're going to kill me. Just okay, just say it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, I don't know. I had something else, but I just forgot.
0: Stop doing this because I'm going to have to cut it out. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to it all again. Maybe we'll just leave it in.